Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, rock school, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Yes, because it's it's that old uh, Newton statement, standing on the shoulders of giants. You have the template of it. You have the character. And there's, again, there's that old statement, if you remake a song, you're 70% of the way to a hit. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Now, I could once again for the third show of this brand new year, 2019, look at you, Tammy Burns, and say, Happy New Year, but I won't do that. Thank you. I'm going to say, Happy Public Domain Day. What? Happy Public Domain Day. Do you know what the public domain is? Well, I think it's a it's a group of documents that say when something does or does not go off a patent. Did you just go ahead and make up words and throw them into a stew and hope that the gumbo would have the correct answer? I don't answer? know. No, what did, what no. did I say? But you're close. You said patents, but it has to do with copyright. Oh, copyright. Okay. It's the idea that... When something no longer has copyright, it falls into the public domain. And January 1st of this year, 2019, was the first public domain day we've had in 21 years. So a whole bunch of things dropped off. Exactly. A lot of things fell out of copyright and went into it. And the reason we haven't had a copyright day in uh, 21 years is because of Mickey Mouse. Disney, actually, but Mickey Mouse. So what I'm going to do is explain to you this whole concept of copyright and why these rules have changed and also tell you a lot of the things that are happening because of the public domain and all these things that fall into the public domain they're yours to use as you please really it's not like you have to garner permission i'm gonna go shopping is there something i want to use there's a lot of stuff that's coming free but it should the stuff that's coming free Uh uh-huh should have been, you know, years and years ago. It's from the 1920s, 1923 to be exact. What? I don't want any of that. You might. But here's the thing. Had copyright laws not been changed, everything from 1962 would be in the public domain right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to explain to you what it is, how it works, and why it probably, the way we have our copyright laws set up right now, it's probably hurting Music, Uh-oh. a great deal. Here's one of the main reasons. If you remember, the the song "Blurred Lines" got nailed by the uh, Trust for Marvin Gaye, I, seven point something. Yep, I remember it. Well, now they're going after Ed Sheeran because supposedly his song "Thinking Out Loud" was stolen from "Let's Get It On." Yes, mm. you don't hear it. Mm. Maybe. Now, look, Let's Get It On was released in 73, so it wouldn't be in the public domain. But had the laws not changed, all the songs from 62 
would have been in the public domain. So Sheeran could have taken a song from 62 and gone, and just done it, and nothing would have happened, which is the way the law should work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play about 10 seconds of thinking out loud, and then I'm going to go right into Marvin Gaye's song. Okay. uh, And let's see, let's get it on, and let's see if you see them as the same. And you say, well, what does it have to do with anything, Joe? You've got things in copyright for so long that after a while, a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters are going to write Hamlet. Ooh, going to type the same letter, huh? Yeah. Now, okay, here comes 10 seconds of the Sheeran song. Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. Baby, my heart could still fall as hard at 23. All right, got yourself a general idea what it sounds yep, like? Yep. Here you go. It's Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Did he take it? Did he not? And if he did, should we care? Here on Rock School. Let's get it on. And I played the 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 not the Ed Sheeran song. Did did you hear a difference between the two of them, or were they so close that it was blatant that Ed Sheeran took it? It it seemed a little close to me. It does. It, it seems did. close. And I'm I'm gonna make the same point I made at the end of the first break. That, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. in a lot of people's opinion, is the problem with copyright. Because of Mickey Mouse, and I'm going to get into it specifically why, but because of Mickey Mouse, so many things stay in copyright for so long that you literally have no choice after a while but to recreate it. Right. It used to be the copyright existed just long enough for the author or the person who owned it, the company that owned it, just long enough for them to make a profit off it. And then it had to fall into the public domain. So we, everybody else, the creative public, could take it and do something with it. And there's a a show called Adam Ruins Everything where he tries to explain this in a cute cartoon where he says you could have Frankenstein playing soccer or Frankenstein marrying Dracula, what have you. But now you're wrapped up so long that... Again, you give a thousand monkeys a thousand typewriters, and after a while, they're going to do the same thing. Right. So here's what happened 1923, by current copyright laws, is the first year in 21 years to come into the public domain. Okay, what does that mean? Over 50,000 works have come into the public domain. The movies, uh, over a thousand titles, by the way, Safety Last. Uh, which stars Harold Lloyd. It's the one where the guy's got the big glasses and he's climbing up a building and he gets to the clock. 
and he's now hanging yeah. on to the thing. Uh, yep, That's now in the public domain. You can do that. You can recreate that scene. You can show the movie without paying any royalties. Oh, okay. Yeah. The original Ten Commandments by Cecil B. DeMille, not the not the one in color. Charlton you know. Heston. <laughs> no, it's, it's, this is the original, the silent one. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, The Pilgrim. Uh, Buster, a lot of Buster Keaton films. Uh, the Covered Wagon by James Cruz. Uh, Scaramouche by Rex Ingram. These are all available now in the public domain. In terms of books, Tarzan is now in the public really? domain. Mm-hmm. Agatha Christie's Murder on the Links. Uh, Winston Churchill's The World Crisis. Uh, Robert, Robert Frost. Almost all of Robert Frost, as in stopping by woods on a snowy evening. You're out, yeah. All yep. into the public domain. Uh, Aldous Huxley, that's in the public domain. Da, 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 da. Carl Sandburg's Rutabaga Pigeons is in the public domain. And a bunch of Virginia Woolf just fell in. But we're dealing with music here. What songs are in the public domain? Thousands upon thousands. Now, are there any you would know? Yes, there are. A bunch by Irving Berlin, George Gershwin, W.C. Handy, Oscar Hammerstein, Al Jolson, Jerome Kern. Lots and lots of songs coming out. Also some John Philip Sousa, but the ones you know John Philip Sousa for, all of those, they're not for a couple years. But... There's so many tunes that you know. Do you remember the show we did on jazz? And I tried to put it all the way back to New Orleans in the 1920s. I and do. A, a piano player named Jelly Roll Morton. Yes, I supposedly do. Supposedly invented jazz. Uh-huh. We had to pay royalties to play his music. Right. Sorry, not anymore. Ooh, you should have waited till this year. That's yeah? right. Now, when I put this out as a podcast, yeah. I'm going to have to clip that song by Marvin Gaye. I don't have to clip this song by Jelly Roll Morton. Well, let's play anymore. more Jelly Roll. That's right. It's Finger Breaker. It's in the public domain. You want to use it? Go ahead. It's yours. It's free. And other stuff should be too. When we get back, we'll start talking about the law here on Rock School. Thank you. 
Okay, coming out of Jelly Roll Morton, and again, you can now use the Jelly Roll Blues. You this is crazy because I was thinking about walking into a library, mm-hmm. all of those books that are there that have been classics, like you uh-huh. said, Frankenstein, forever, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Really? From twenty three back. That is just now becoming right. part of the public domain. That's right. From twenty three, nineteen twenty three back, and uh, anything produced by the U.S. government. You know the song that we used to arrive the president? Yes, I do. Hail to the chief. Uh-huh. It's in the public domain because it is of the government. Make sense? We the people. We the people. All right, let's talk copyright law, where it came from, all that kind of stuff. And let me tell you the, you know, the procession of it over how, the years. Yeah, well, how did it get where we are? It started back in 1790. This idea of ownership of things was pretty easy. You could create a document that said you own this house or you own this car. The problem is you couldn't own an idea. It was this ethereal thing. And tryings or attempts in the UK had led to things over here. And in 1790, the U.S. copyright terms were established by the Congress. Okay? Here was the original copyright. If you owned copyright and you applied to the government, you got 14 years. And at the end of those 14 years, you were allowed to apply for another 14 years. So all told, you could have it for 28 years. To me, that's fair. That's completely fair. Totally fair. So if I'm 20 years old, I create something, Mm -hmm. I get it for 24 years. That means I get it till I'm 44. Yeah. And I think that's fair. The Copyright Act of 1831 extended the term to 28 years. And you could then renew it for 14 more years. So oh what's that? Oh, my goodness. 28 and 14 is uh, 32. Am I right about that? No, it's 42. 42. That, to me, even is, I think, okay. The Copyright Act of 1909 extends the term to 28 years with a 28-year renewal. Okay, now so we're that's talking... So 56 years. Yeah. Back then, it was, a, it was you know, most right. of their life. Well, there it is. In my opinion, and this is going to be the law for close to a century, 1909. It, it changes in 76, and that's probably not more of a century, but long darn time. 28 plus 28 is 56. Had nothing been played with, had nothing been played with, and we stayed at 56, uh-huh. 28 years with a 28-year renewal... Everything from 1962, right now, yeah. would be in the public domain. Ooh, nice. Which means lots and lots of songs. And we're going to talk about those a little later on in the show and probably play a few of them for you. Because I know you don't want to hear every song from 1923 that just right. went into the public domain. No, thank you. But then major changes started to happen because in the 1970s, the idea of recordings and television and different methods of ownership uh, started popping up. Different methods of creating. To which I say, okay, fine. Just simply apply the 28 years with 28 additional if you reapply. Uh And you don't have to reapply. You can walk away after 28 years. But it's something in 1976 that starts to turn the screw. Why was it changed? Not because it would be good for the American people, but because companies began lobbying Congress to make it so that 
this idea of owning it long enough to sort of enjoy some success with it. Royalties, money off of it. Right. right. And then walk away mm-hmm. wasn't good enough for the companies. So they petitioned Congress to change it. So they needed more money. Exactly. And longer ownership. Am I going to be you, ashamed of who needed so much money? Do you like Mickey Mouse? Yeah. I knew it. Got to play another one. Remember the song? Yes, we have no bananas. Yeah. We have no bananas today. Uh Uh-huh. That's in the public domain. Here's Louis Prima's version on Rock School. Oh, yes. We have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We got string beans and onions and big juicy lemons and all kinds of fruit and say we've got an old-fashioned tomato a long island potato oh yes we have no bananas we have no bananas today no bananas today who asked you for bananas anyway who asked you i only want a hot dog sandwich hot dogs are better than bananas i always say ain't it oh yes we have no bananas we have no bananas coming into the first break the copyright act of 1976. Now, it makes sense that changes have to be made to copyright law because of all the new methods of recording and all the new methods of creating things that are ideas that need protection for the authors. To which I say, it would have been great had they just simply rewritten the law and stated, look, you can have it for 28 years with a 28-year renewal. But, Lobbying was done to say, look, if you're going to change the law anyway, why not extend the ownership? Because that 28 and 28, it's 56, and you know, you've, it's got to get longer than that. Yeah. Now, if you read the Copyright Act of 1976, and I and have. I have. <laughs> pretty boring, but here's the basic concept the term of copyright was extended to either 75 years or the life of the author plus 50. Oh my goodness. Whichever came first. Okay. So this life of the author plus 50, I've heard people make the statement that, well, if a kid creates something at five years old and he lives to a hundred and fidget, no, 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 no. It's 75 years or the life of the author plus 50 years, depending on which comes first. Again, that to me... You're starting to get to the point where you will own it an entire human life. Yeah, and exactly. And that's, that's wrong. So you're not so much concerned about the people anymore. It seems to me like you're more concerned about businesses. And that's not really the concept because the protection is so the person, I mean, it's called copyright because you have the right to copy it. Right. So... It seems to me that this is a business for, or a, a, a law for human beings, mm-hmm. not a law for business. Because when something makes a man money or makes a woman money and it falls in the public domain, it becomes something new and it spurs more stuff. And that doesn't happen. And with the new laws, 
I'm only saying happy public domain day now because 21 years ago, I couldn't. All that stuff for 21 years stayed under lock and key. So when will the next day be where, you know, oh, the I'm happy domain? I'm not done. What do you mean you're not done? Oh, that's not the term of copyright. What? Oh, it goes longer. Are you serious? We have not arrived at Mickey Mouse yet. Who's listening to us on this oh radio station? Oh, my gosh. Who's listening to well, us? Well, not the mouse. <laughs> uh, KSKQ in Ashland, Oregon. There you go. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, if you're listening to this on podcast and thinking to yourself, gosh, this would sound so much better on the radio, well, it can be. The Rock School Radio Show is available to any radio station here in the United States or abroad. We already have one in Spain. What you need to do if you'd like to help us out is contact your local radio station and say, hey, why don't you run the Rock School Radio Show? It's free. Yeah, free. Doesn't cost them anything. We will take as many affiliates as we can and we're giving it away. Have them get in touch with me or Todd. Todd will talk to them. Go to southeastern.edu slash rockschool. Southeastern.edu slash rockschool. And there's a little button on there that says contact us. And that's where they contact us. Thanks a lot right there in advance. Hopefully we can get on another radio station. Thanks to you. Okay, coming out of the break. We just talked about the Copyright Act of 1976. 75 years or the life of the author plus 50 years. There's a little footnote in history in 1992 that pops up that removes the requirement for renewal to which eager-eared viewers might say, but you didn't say anything about renewal in 1976. No, you didn't. You're correct. I did not. But the 76 Act did not take care of that. So somebody had to come in and say, okay, get rid of that as well. It stays the same, but it's a neat little footnote. And as a teacher, it's one of those things you sort of say, okay, we screwed up and this is where we're fixing it. So the next one comes up and here comes the mouse. This is what's known as the Copyright Term Extension Act of 1998, also known as the Sonny Bono Copyright Term Extension Act. Why? Because it was brought forth by... Sonny Bono. Oh, okay. However, people got rather upset because it's been nicknamed the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. This is the reason that everything died for 20 years. Because the Copyright Term Extension Act of 1998, which was Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I mean, the mouse was about to come into the public domain. Oh, dear. Which is what makes me nervous because I have all the dates and years of when Mickey actually does come into the public domain. And I, I really are we don't... Gonna be al- are we going to be alive to even see it? I don't think it's, it's going to be unheard of for Walt to unfreeze himself, uh-huh. come back out of, what is that, room 54 or whatever the number is. I'm not oh, a, yeah. I'm not a Disney person, but come out of that place uh, over in the Magic Kingdom... And lobby Congress personally to extend copyright even more. Wow. The Sonny Bono Extension Act, or the Mickey Mouse Protection Act, extended it from 75 years, or the life of the author, plus 50 years. It extended it to 95 years, or the life of the author, plus 70 years. Oh, my goodness. Years. 
And it also made lots of changes to uh, copyrights that are owned by companies, but that's really not what we're interested in here. But because of the mouse, for the past 20 years, there has been nothing coming into the public domain. It should have been that in 1998, all the ones we're talking about today yeah. should have come into the public domain. Well, Steamboat it, Willie is—is is that the one that would no, be coming in? Uh, no, Steamboat Willie wasn't the first. Uh, uh, the first. Uh, why can't I come up with a little short to feature Mickey Mouse? The first one was called Plain Crazy, which is really funny because it's based on the Lindbergh, you know, crossing. Yes. There's probably some copy right there. Yeah. But the one you mentioned, Steamboat Willie, mm-hmm. is based on a Buster Keaton uh, show. I'm trying to remember what it's called. I don't think it's the general, but it's straight out of Buster Keaton. So this idea of protection of copyright and such, he, Walt Disney, and don't get me started on all the Disney stories, Cinderella and Snow White and all those, those are all taken from content that was in the public domain right? and rewritten to go at it, which you're allowed to do. Right. But it should have been 21 years ago that we were allowed to do it with the stuff that's coming out today, which means... If you go forward 21 years, the stuff from 23 is coming in now. That would be 1944. We would be into the stuff from World War II right now. But the stuff from 78? Yeah. No, 98. Yeah. 98 with Sonny Bono, right? Yeah. Will not come in for another 21 years. That's (sighs) all of the Disney movies that we've seen in our lifetime. It depends on when they copyrighted it. It's Mickey Mouse you're interested in. Really? Yes. It's Mickey Mouse you're interested in. And I'll tell you some more things about Mickey Mouse. We got to play a song. Again, happy public domain day. You know the song, Charleston, Charleston, yeah. made in Carolina, some dance, wing dance. Right, that's now in the public domain. Let's go sing it. Use it to death here on Rock School. It's it's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, here at the bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy got up and began to do the Charleston dance where her knees came together. Oh, it was ugly. And the hands, you know, crossed in front. Too much, too much information. Beautiful step, kick, turn, twist, step, kick. That's right. I took a little bit of dance. 
three years of modern, six years of tap. Okay. Interesting thing about Mickey Mouse, though. Tell me. There are a lot of people, legal and just nut bars on the internet, that believe Walt Disney does not own Mickey Mouse. What? Thus has no right to the Mickey Mouse copyright. You can't see it in Radioland, but go to YouTube and bring up Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie, again, the second with Mickey Mouse, the first one called Plain Crazy. When you do this, ask yourself a question. Who invented Mickey Mouse? Do you know? Who do you think invented Mickey Mouse? Mm. Now, there are Disney Walt. people. That's right. Walt. A lot of people are of the opinion, Walt Disney invented Mickey Mouse. No. No. Now, people are going to say, but Walt Disney was in charge of his character and the way he was and all that. Well, that's fine. And putting him in a wonderful place and but, giving him a castle and right. all those things. But yes. the visual of Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. came from an artist that worked with Walt Disney called Ub Iverks. A- U-B is how you do the first name. And then I-W-E-R-K-S. Ub Iverks. And it was Ub that created the look of Mickey Mouse because what he was attempting to do was create another character that was close enough to what they had created previous, which was another character called um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Uh huh. So they were trying to make something. Right. And they landed on a mouse. So, okay, Walt Disney said what he would be, but the visual was Ub Iverks. Oh, dear. Excellent. If you go get Steamboat Willie and stop it on the first placard, I mean seven seconds into it, it shows Mickey Mouse sound cartoon, Steamboat Willie, a Walt Disney comic <gasps> by Ub Iverks. By though that little name right there, huh? It, right. It doesn't say <gasps> no. by Walt Disney. It says by Ub Iverks. Oh, dear. And if that's the case, Disney had no feet to stand on to attempt to extend copyright for 20 years is that the truth no but man it's a great argument and a fun thing to play around with and i'll bet a lot of you are hearing the name of iverks for the first time all right let's do seven days in 70 seconds these are the rock and roll dates january 14th all the way through january 20th i believe you have monday tammy go january 14th 1966 david jones issues his first recording under the name david bowie can't help thinking about me. January uh, 1961, Supremes sign up with Motown Records along with Mary Wilson, Diana Ross, and Florence Ballard. There was a fourth member. Her name was Barbara Martin. She leaves a year later. January 16, 1996, Wayne Newton performs his 25th... No, 25,000. Oh, 25,000 yeah, show. A, oh, my gosh. That's a, yeah. That's a that's a lot of zeros oh to gosh. run into. Yeah. January 11, 2008, Gene Simmons is the third contestant fired by Donald Trump on season 7 of The Celebrity Apprentice. January 18th, the McCain Erickson Advertising Agency meets with British songwriters Roger Cook and Roger Greenaway to make a Coca-Cola jingle. You know what it was called? I'd like to teach the world to sing. Name the band that had the hit with it. Name the band that had the hit with it. Oh, that's nasty. You do the New Seekers, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I would have never gotten that. January 19th, uh, 1993, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks returned to Fleetwood Mac to perform Bill Clinton's campaign song, Don't Stop, at his inaugural ceremonies. And finally, January 20th, 1982, Ozzy Osbourne gets a rabies shot. Actually, he got about 30 of them. 
after biting the head off a live bat thinking it was a rubber one that was going to be used in the act. Okay, let's say all of this didn't happen and they stayed with 28 extending to 28, which means 56 years. That would have meant everything from 1962 would have been available. Right. What would we have been able to use? Oh, do tell. I Can't Stop Loving You, Ray Charles, Roses Are Red by Bobby Vinton, The Stripper by David Rose. Can you imagine? The Locomotion by Little Eva, The Twist by Chubby Checker, Soldier Boy by The Shirelles, and this one, Bruce Chandler. Hey, baby! Ooh, good song. Happy Public Domain Day here at Rock School. Second break, uh, let's talk just a little bit more about Disney because it is really Disney that made it so the idea of public domain was pushed off for 21 years. Mm-hmm. We really should be in 1944 right now. Right. All the Bing Crosbys, the very early, um, what's his name, Frank Sinatra stuff, should be coming out right now. You know, clang, clang, clang with the trolley. That should be going into the public domain. Uh, I don't remember when White Cliffs of Dover was was written, but that should probably be following into the uh, uh, into the public domain. But it's because of Disney. What year will Disney come in? Now, I said earlier that Plain Crazy was the first short to star Mickey Mouse. Right. However, his copyright mm-hmm. is from Steamboat Willie. That copyright, along with, where's the list here? Superman, Batman, Snow White, and almost all the Looney Tunes characters are going to fall into the public domain. 2024. Wow. That's what we're worried about. So we're, what is that, five years out? It would not surprise me one bit if Disney didn't start lobbying Congress. Oh, they're lobbying them right now, I'm sure. This is going to take four to five years. And I think what they're going to go after is a permanent copyright making the statement that think of the horrible things that people will do to our beloved character money 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 they'll do terrible things money 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 and it i would love for it to fall into the public domain but furthermore remember this how many different mickey mouses have you seen over the years You know, there's the rubber-armed Mickey that's in the uh, Steamboat Willie. Yeah. However, then there's the cute little Mickey that's inside of, you know, the the Disney movies like Fantasia. Right. Those aren't the same Mickeys. No. So the only one in 2024 that will come into the public domain is the Steamboat Willie Mickey. But how... The future incarnations How, how close do the others have to be... 
It depends. It's the year they were copyrighted. If the if the one okay, following... Okay, so the, the other ones were copyrighted in a different year. Exactly that. If the next Mickey incarnation wasn't copyrighted until five years after Steamboat Willie, uh-huh. then it will be 2029 when that comes out, which is why I can see Disney saying, we want a permanent copyright. That's just wrong. You're right. You're right that's wrong. Who's really? listening to us here on Rock School? W-O-U-B in Athens, Ohio. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener. You hear this little thing going on right now? This, this music bed that goes on for a minute. We do it twice during the show. This is where a sponsor should be. This is where an underwriter should be. If you or some business you know might want to be that sponsor or underwriter of the Rock School Radio Show, please have that person give us a call, 985-549-2330. Once again, 985-549-2330. You can sponsor the radio show, you can sponsor the podcast, you can sponsor both. There's other ways of doing it. So call that number, 985-549-2330, and talk with Rachel. Or you talk to Todd if you really want to talk to Todd for some reason. But Rachel's really who you want to speak. Coming out of the break, uh, I said earlier that if the 1976 copyright law hadn't been changed, we would only be 56 years out from public domain. Right. Which means the year 62 would have been the stuff we're getting. What else would we have gotten? Uh, They Call Me the Wanderer by Dion. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Duke, Duke. We'd have gotten that. Palisades Park. Uh, Breaking Up is Hard to Do by Neil Sedaka. I love me some Neil Sedaka. Really? You gotta be in the mood for it. I like Neil Sedaka. Uh, Wolverine Mountain by Claude King. Keeps right on a hurting Johnny Tillotson. Uh, The One Who Really Loves You, Mary Wells, and Good Luck Charm by Elvis Presley. By now, by 62, all the Elvis Presleys would have been out and running because yeah. his big, big hits. I, yes, yes, I know he had a number one in the 70s with Suspicious Mind, but all those 50s. Oh, that's nice. You pulling that out. Oh, right right out get, of my gray know, matter. Huh? But all those great songs from the all, you know, 62, some very, very early Beatles stuff. The stuff that didn't quite make it over here yet. My Bonnie and all of that. Yeah. I don't. That'd be about 1962. It's entirely possible that we would have gotten that one as well. So let's play another song from the year that would have been. Here's Mashed Potato Time. Why not? D.D. Sharp here on Rock School. into the last break you have a question for me yeah i was just wondering you know if if they let all of these things go sooner do you think that would spark you know all of this a new wave of people creating new mu- new music yeah or yeah. new uh new books 
Yes, because it's it's that old uh, Newton statement, standing on the shoulders of giants. You have the template of it. You have the character. And there's, again, there's that old statement, if you remake a song, you're 70% of the way to a hit. It, I, I can only believe that it would help people. And furthermore, I think it would also help us remember the past mm-hmm. because it's always kind of fun to say that movie is based on this old this old you know, uh, show, the, the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, is right. on the Iliad or the Odyssey, yes. one of the two. Yep. When would that come up again other than your seventh grade class? I know. Whereas if you had you know, a movie from the 1940s come out, it could be redone and redone multiple ways by people who didn't have millions of dollars to pay the royalties. So copyright is, is suppressive then. When it's this long. When it's this long. When it's an entire century. When it was only 50-something years, that's fine. It's a lifetime now. Oh, it's more than a lifetime. Yeah. Who lives to 95 years? Your dad. Well, that's that's going to be true. And since we know every January 1st is going to be a public domain day, it, unless Disney you know has their way, people are starting to look forward to see what's going to be available next year. In 2020, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue comes into the public domain. Al Jolson's California, Here I Come, that comes in. Uh, Ain't Nobody's Business If I Do by Bessie Smith. Nice. I love Bessie Smith. Uh, da, 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 da. In 2021, The Great Gatsby comes out. Uh, Ernest Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises comes out in January 2022. This is very easy to follow now that there is... Every January going forward, uh, going to be a public domain day, there are multiple databases that are all searchable online, which is how I put together much of the show, where you can go and look and see what's available. What's coming, what's right? What's coming up. And that that wraps up the show. Uh, I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. All right. We'll see you next week with another one. Thanks for listening. Class is dismissed. <laughs>